Welcome to OOD Works, the podcast, a show about unique individuals and the services provided by Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities, the state agency that helps individuals with disabilities find a job and be more independent. Here's your host, Kim Jump. Director Kevin Miller, thank you for taking the time to sit down and join us again on OOD Works, the podcast. Yeah, I feel very lucky. I'm the first two-timer here, so I'm wondering if that has something to do with I signed the budget for the podcast, so (laughs) uh, for you listeners out there. Uh, it might have something to do with it, but I appreciate being here again. Well, I appreciate you sitting down with us. Um, this is episode eight of OOD Works, and Director Miller was referring back to episode one, in which he discussed the budget for OOD That's right. for the current fiscal year and next fiscal year. And we have so many exciting things that have been funded through the budget, wonderful things happening. We've touched on some of those mm-hmm. during the series of the podcast. But today's episode is dedicated to the communication disability law. Mm-hmm. For folks that aren't familiar with that director, can you share what is the communication disability law first off? Sure. I think the important thing to remember is our mission is to help individuals gain employment. So obviously that means we have to take into consideration how do those individuals get to work. And in many, indi- uh, in many instances, and we've seen many case studies and stories around the country about some very unfortunate incidents that have occurred from just really misunderstandings uh, between the law enforcement officer and the individual who have been pulled over who maybe is deaf or maybe is on the autism spectrum or has some other type of uh, disability that really impedes them from being able to communicate clearly. We, uh, when we were doing research on getting this language drafted into a bill, we saw several real live camera, officer cameras, where they had a call that there was some drug dealing going on in Arizona at a park. Officer showed up and there was a young man there who was stemming, um, who was on the autism spectrum and he had a a kind of a fidget Mm -hmm. uh, spinner. And the officer, uh, as someone who's been trained in law enforcement, that was my original uh, career, uh, working in corrections as well, you always wanna make sure you can see somebody's hands and when you approach somebody you always are being aware of the threat assessment and you know the officers responding is hearing that there's drugs which you know maybe includes someone who's dealing drugs has a weapon and so when they pulled up they only saw this individual and they asked him to see his hands and he was very limited in his verbal skills and when the officer said, hey, come here, he said no, and he started to run. Mm. Well, obviously, the officer's reaction was, I need to detain him. And, you know, the young man um, began screaming and, and flailing, and it's just, it's as a parent of a young man who is on the autism spectrum, and I'm sure any parent who would see something like that, and we can get into some more of the details as we started to talk with some of the parents to help support this bill, um, it, it's really heartbreaking to mm-hmm. think about. So what we're really trying to do with this communication disability law is to say, we're not trying to say it solves everything, but when you get every law enforcement organization from the Buckeye State Sheriff's Association to the Highway Patrol, the Chiefs of Police, 
uh, FOP that says we're in favor of anything that gives more information to an officer because the most dangerous thing an officer can do is approach a vehicle. So anything that can help narrow that misunderstanding is a benefit. So we've taken that approach and kept it really as the focus of what we're trying to get across here. As I said, if if an individual with a disability is speeding or they've caused an accident, this isn't a you know get out of a ticket free card. It's really about making sure you're giving some notice to the officer to say, okay, you might have to maybe change up your tactics as you would from previous stops with somebody who didn't have a communication disability. It's about awareness. So for the one year that this law has been in effect now, a law enforcement officer would know that someone in a vehicle, right. either the driver or a passenger, <clears throat> has a communication right. disability of some sort. Not It could be autism. It could be a they different... Be, yeah, they could be deaf. They, they could be someone who stutters. But they know that because those individuals now have the option to register in a database Correct. so that then the license plate number mm -hmm. would alert law enforcement. Yeah, I think the key component of all of this is, one, it's voluntary. Mm -hmm. The second part is it's not visible to anybody but law enforcement, and that's another critical part because what you don't also want to do is have some sort of imprimatur on a license or on a license plate or a sticker on a vehicle because then there's concerns that that individual could be targeted as a victim for you know some individuals who don't have good intentions. So there was a lot of thought that was taken into this, and I should say a lot of information from partners, whether mm -hmm. that be from the, uh, the autism community to the deaf community. Um, I mean, we had a lot of special interest groups who were very supportive of this mm -hmm. and also provided some very, very good information to help us craft this uh, information into a bill uh, that was sponsored by Representative Wiggum and now Senator Gavarum uh, to carry this forward through the legislature. And I think that uh, the other important thing to know is the only thing that is disclosed to the officer when it comes up on the law enforcement database, the lead system as it's called, is it just says the individual has a communication disability. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say the person's deaf. It doesn't say the person stutters. It doesn't say the person has cerebral palsy. It doesn't say the specific disability. It just says the individual has a condition that may impede their ability to communicate. So all that does is put the officer in the frame of mind of understanding, okay, I might need to change my tactics as I walk up to this vehicle. So it promotes understanding. That's right. It's, you know, we've just seen too many instances where, um, another example, we, there was a deaf individual who was pulled over, I believe it was in Tennessee or Georgia, and obviously, when you get pulled over, you're anybody who gets pulled over, I hate to admit, I've been pulled over a couple <laughs> of times. Um, obviously, your your senses are heightened, mm -hmm. you're nervous, um, you, you don't like the idea of being in trouble and what this might cost you and so forth. And yeah. so you're on edge. You have to also understand the officer's on edge. They don't know who you are and what you're up to. As I've said, it's the most one of the most dangerous things that an officer can do, a law enforcement officer, is to walk up on a vehicle. And so uh, this individual was deaf and was really upset that they were pulled over. And just because they were naturally not thinking like, gee, I need to get across to this officer, whatever I'm saying, they were signing kind of aggressively, not thinking like this officer may not know. Well, the officer took that as being an aggressive tactic. Mm -hmm. 
and ended up tasing the individual, dragging that individual out of the car. And, and so we're hoping by this, it's not a silver bullet to think that it fixes everything. I want to mm-hmm. make sure everybody understands mm-hmm. that. What it's really intended to do is narrow the scope of miscommunication or maybe uh, overcoming some preconceived notions of just some awareness of you might need to think differently as you walk up on this vehicle. And again, it doesn't mean that, you know, if the person's speeding, uh, you know, the law was designed basically in mind of my son and I had his uh, godfather, my best friend, Joe, who um, did a practice run and everything he did was exactly what you wouldn't want to do for a person who's pulled over. He was nervous. He reached for his wallet. He wasn't making any eye contact, made lots of sudden movements. And this is your son with this, Joe who's that's in right. law enforcement. I'm sorry. Yes, I should be more clear. My son, Connor, that's how this kind of really started to come about when I saw he wanted to try to drive, which mm-hmm. as any parent would be, was petrified. But then I took into a account his communications difficulties mm-hmm. of being uh, on the autism spectrum um i his mother and i especially me having that background that i had in criminal justice law enforcement i was afraid of what might happen and so we started to do some research mm-hmm. on is there anything that could maybe address some of this and we're one of the very early adopters, and I, I, I hate to give credit to another state, but I will. Texas mm-hmm. is really the leader where we kind of modeled a lot of this. We took, we had some conversations with them about what are the good things that we saw in this? How did you do this? How did you engage the provider community and get support? What was law enforcement? And thankfully, they, they had unanimous support as well, so they really gave a good blueprint model of how to approach something mm-hmm. like this. And so we also added some things to it that made it better. And um, I think the proof is in the fact that now we have some other states like West Virginia and Indiana who've contacted us to say, mm-hmm. now, how did you guys do this? So um, it's good that we're a leader in this to show that um, when the governor, uh, you know, Governor DeWine signed his executive order about being a disability inclusion state, a lot of that is about employment and making sure people have the same opportunities. But I think it also shows in this instance that, um, you know, what are we doing to make sure we're training law enforcement, mm-hmm. which we've done a video that as part of this communication disability law that all law enforcement um, in fact, Miss Jump here helped uh, put that together, and uh, that was really with, the first step. That's because correct. Law enforcement needed to understand what the law was, what to expect on the lead right. database, in order then for us to help spread the message right. to people that may want to take that step of enrolling. And it didn't hurt that it seemed like every law enforcement official we spoke with, you know, one, you know, uh, Deputy John Scoden here in in Delaware County, who's the Uh, chief deputy, he has a son with autism. We talked with some troopers who had family members who were on the autism spectrum. We talked to um, some chiefs of police who had family members who were deaf. So, you know, law enforcement is also a a reflection of the community they live in. Mm -hmm. So when they saw this, I mean, there wasn't a a, a reaction of why this couldn't happen. It was like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was a, a huge benefit in, in this moving forward. So we did the training video for law enforcement. Uh, that started very early on uh, this year. And um, it's now part of the training curriculum for the sheriff's departments across the state, also the troopers here with the Ohio Highway Patrol and other uh, organizations who are part of the chiefs of police through the Peace Officer Training Academy. 
And uh, we're now getting ready to release, um, here we are close to the end of November, the, um, we, ju we just did an unveiling with some of the stakeholders, as you know, Kim, mm -hmm. uh, who helped put this together. The second part of this video is now for the outwardly facing audience or the individuals who might benefit from this or the family members who, when they hear about this, say, hey, this might be a good thing. Doesn't mean it should be for everybody who has a uh, disability. Right. It really means if you're in a vehicle and they can run a plate uh, to make sure there's not a lot of miscommunication. But I always say also, when in doubt, it never hurts to go ahead and and uh, sign up for this. It's, it's, a, it's a great example of public policy a partnership in motion that was mm -hmm. passed unanimously by the House and the yeah. Senate here with the General Assembly. So I should make sure I thank them as well. Yeah, it's excellent. The process for someone then who has a communication disability or someone mm -hmm. in their car that regularly rides with right. them who has a communication disability, they then start the process by doing what? Well, the good news is, is we're always trying to make sure we look at things like this to say, how simple can we make it? Mm -hmm. And I think it is very simple. So all you need to do is you go to our website, which is uh, ood.ohio.gov, and you will find a communication disability law a button mm -hmm. that you can press that will say verification form. And so when you click on that, you'll be able to, to download that in and you'll be able to, uh, it's uh, type text, so you'll be able to type into that. Uh, now the key in this, I think that is most important are a couple things, but I would say the first two that come to mind are, you should list any license plate that this individual would be on. So for example, my son's truck, mm -hmm. his license plate's on there, but we also listed my vehicle and my wife's vehicle because he might be in one of those two vehicles or he might be driving one of those mm -hmm. two vehicles. So whatever access that this individual may be in, it gives you several spaces there to list the other license plates. Uh, the second part that is extremely, extremely important, this can hold up the entire process and you gotta be very, very careful uh, what you do with this, and I'll explain it more in detail, which is there's only three uh, types of medical professionals who can sign this verification form. Okay. Again, it doesn't have the doctor or the psychologist or the psychiatrist. Those are the three. So it can't be a nurse. It mm -hmm. can't be a nurse practitioner. It can't be a um, physician's assistant. It has to be an MD a psychiatrist MD or a psychologist, these, those are folks who can actually be diagnosable. This is what's in the statute. Mm -hmm. um, they don't say what your disability is, but they're the ones that must sign it and they have to list what their medical license is for verification. And all it would say is, yes, Kevin Miller is under my care. Here's my, he has a condition that could uh, impede his ability to communicate effectively. Mm -hmm. That's it. And so uh, once that's signed, you can uh, one of three ways to get it to the Bureau of Motor Vehicles, who I want to take a second to say how important it's been, yeah. uh, the leadership with public safety uh, and the Bureau of Motor Vehicles to make this happen. Uh, you can send it by regular mail to the Ohio Bureau of Motor Vehicles and you put attention remittance, uh, DPU, and that's post office box 16521. Columbus, Ohio, 43216-6521. Um, you can also send it by email uh, at V as in Victor, 
I as in Indigo, S as in Sam, so it's VIS-Administration at DPS, which stands for Department of Public Safety, dot Ohio dot gov, G-O-V. So you can send it via email at that address, or you could just take it to your local BMV that's nearby, and you can find your nearest location by going to bmv.ohio.gov. I think you could put your, your zip code in, and it'll tell you what's the closest one, and you can go there. There's no charge. Mm-hmm. Um, what, uh, what they'll do is they'll enter that into the database, and then the email that you list there will send a verification saying, yes, all the information checked out, and you're now registered. And I think it's also important to say at any point in time, the individual could also be removed from the database by doing the same type of paperwork mm-hmm. saying, and you check the box that says, I'd like to okay, be removed good. for that. So it's really important to, that, that's how you know it's strictly voluntary. It, you can get on, but it also means you can get off just as easy. That's excellent. And we'll make sure too, we put in our show notes, the exact web link, all of this information. Yeah, is, that was a lot, wasn't it? So it is. It's, it's a lot to say. Don't worry, everybody. We'll make sure you get the uh, information, right? <laughs> yes. We'll just, a, sup- a simple link that you can just click on is easier to remember than ood.ohio.gov right. forward slash communication disability law. Right. It is a mouthful, but it it's is. important. Yeah, it is. And, and we're trying to spread the word. Mm-hmm. And so we're working on, uh, Miss Jump here is working with uh, her partners at the Department of Public Safety to do a public announcement. And uh, we're thinking about uh, how we can maybe try to time this to invite the governor. This is something that he's passionate about as well. I think as most people know, he's you know a former prosecutor and um, he's also has a very long track record in as many um, jobs that he's mm-hmm. had. Um, it goes long before he became governor of his support and stance for individuals with disabilities. So mm-hmm. everything that we've asked of him in this, he's been more than willing to do. He, he did the intro video of the um, law enforcement video. He also did the intro video for the uh, end user advocate video that we'll be releasing, which will be on our yeah. website as well for but everybody to address, see, yeah. right? At the same address, ood.ohio.gov. And it's it's great because it's informational. And when you hear it right from the governor, I think it also shows that it, it's important. And so uh, we're hoping to have a, a big announcement, uh, some type of event to talk about releasing this and making it go live. Mm-hmm. So I hope everybody stays tuned and and make sure you're following us. This is my shameless plug on Facebook, Twitter, right, Kim? You've you've taught me well, uh, whether (laughs) it's Facebook. Ohio OOD. That's right, at Ohio OOD. And uh, you should be following us anyway because we also do a lot of uh, fun things and um, working with individuals. Yeah, there is. I mean, this is one of so many amazing initiatives that's happening yes. right now and really following on social media, listening to this podcast are really great ways yeah. to stay in the know. Absolutely. And so I, I highly encourage everybody to do that more than just maybe hearing what the director has to say. I know I'm not a big draw, but the big thing that should be a big draw is when you see the type of work like this, where mm-hmm. there's a law that can really help people. And it came from a place I can personally spout for mm-hmm. Um, as you know, the reason why it was like, we need to do this and then seeing how many other people and then being unanimously supported, um, just shows that, um, you know, it's, it, it affects a lot of people and can really help a lot of people. Yeah. 
And, and that's our hope. And that's why we're trying to bring attention to the option to get registered. Right. And that's why I say, I mean, the more you know, the more the law enforcement knows, and it doesn't just have to be about the communication disability law, the more enlightened everybody can be. And so, you know, here at OOD, as you know, Kim, I've really pushed the servant leader mm -hmm. attitude. And so it's about how can we be of help? You know, not about prestige or anything else. We, we, we need to make sure that we understand everything we do is for others. And um, I think that's my upbringing from uh, my, my mother um, and coming from a large family. It was about, you know, everybody needs help and um, some are just too prideful to ask for it. And so anything we can do in our entire organization, whether that be internally helping each other as mm -hmm. partners and colleagues to our provider community, who's been very supportive in this and our, you know, we couldn't do it without them. Um, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. We should make sure we're doing everything we can. So it's great to, to, to be here and talk about the, the law and, and the effect. I mean, when you look at, uh, we didn't think there would be a huge tsunami cause it's, it is a niche of what you're looking at. Uh, to try to solve. It's really about someone who's being, who could be pulled over. Um, in 2018, it started off with about 64 individual forms, which then would include about 157 plates. Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned, you can list multiple plates for each mm -hmm. individual. When, and the law was only in effect for a couple of months oh, yeah. last I, year. So that actually kind of was a right. decent start. I, I want to say it was like the end, it was the beginning August. of September yeah, or late August so. when it went into effect. Um, but then in 2019, we're already up 214 forms with 323 plates. So that doesn't even include anything we've been able to do because it takes some time to market this, to right. put the videos together. Right. And it's so, uh, there's a lot of questions. I think people will look at this and say, well, how about if they do it for this? Or they should have thought about doing this. I mean, we've had everything mm -hmm. from the conversations of people saying, well, it should be a different colored plate. And you know, then people would say, no, we don't want them to be, you know, spotted or targeted or right. whatever. Someone would say, well, you should have a card that is part of this with the driver's license. And I go, yeah, but it defeats the whole purpose if someone reaches for their driver's license mm -hmm. and the law enforcement officer doesn't know what you're doing. Whereas this is a way for the officer to kind of be right off the bat into the situation. And then that uh, officer, whether it's he or, he or she, ease into how they think's the best way to handle the situation. They're the professional. Right. So it's best to give them the information, not ram it down anybody's throat, whether that be the individual with a disability who's been pulled over or the law enforcement officer. Yeah, we had some great work and leadership um, from Ocali here. Mm -hmm. um, also the Central Ohio Chapter of Autism Society uh, Kathy Mackley, who uh, we were on a show together, I think at the beginning of the year, uh, with Spectrum Cable talking about this uh, as part of a news channel uh, story about it. And so uh, she's chomping at the bit to say, hey, what, when are we going to you know, do the next mm -hmm. one, you know, as we like to joke with each other. Uh, John Moore, who is on our OOD council and is a leader in the deaf community, was a part of that. Uh, Diane Page, who she was the first person that I had my legislative liaison call because you want to talk about just a true hero. Diane talking about her adult son who was working and was leaving second shift work. And so it was later at night, was pulled over by a local police department. And obviously, um, 
because he's on the autism spectrum, when the officers were interacting with him, a lot of the ways that her son were trying to communicate present also as someone who might be impaired. He wasn't making any eye contact. He was making very short one-worded responses, and they pulled him out of the car to have him do a a field sobriety test. Of course, he failed it because he also has dexterity issues and sensitivities to the lights and everything that was going on. And and when she saw the arrest video of her son being handcuffed, I mean, you can feel the pain uh, that's going on and her son not really understanding, like, what did I do? And of course, so what did they do? They take him down to the police station and he blew 0.0 on the BAC meter, which is the breathalyzer test. And so she was like... The first person I had told my then legislative liaison, Andrew Connors, I said, get a hold of that mom and ask her if she would be willing to testify about this. And she (laughs) jumped in not only with both feet, but with both arms and everything else and has been a real uh, champion and advocate in this. So uh, her, Julie Stewart, uh, John Skoden, who I mentioned earlier, who um, was with the Chiefs of Police Association, uh, he's ne- was with the Westerfield Police Department. He now took a job. He's the uh, number two person in Delaware County Sheriff's Department. So he's the chief deputy there, has shown some tremendous leadership. He does some specific trainings on the side for law enforcement officials that is a, even a little more detailed. Yeah, you can't do something like this without a lot of support and a lot of help from a lot of people. And so we certainly appreciate that. And Director Miller, Appreciate your leadership yeah. in this regard. Hey, it's, talking with me about it today. You know, I, I, when you said let's talk about this, and uh, I think your words were, "Well, you don't even need any talking points because you were living it," and uh, that's mm-hmm. so true. And um, you're passionate about this. Oh yeah, it, I'm, I'm passionate about it, about everything I do here with the organization. If you're not passionate about what you're trying to do, then you need to find what that passion is. You know, and mine came about completely out of the blue. Um, and so, uh, it's, it's hard to believe that from that place of pain and anger that I was at when my son was diagnosed has basically changed my entire life, my career Mm -hmm. and, uh, the mindset of saying, what could I do to make sure the next dad maybe doesn't have to, you know, see how bleak it is because maybe there's other resources. So when you see something like this, you see what we're doing in the Ohio college to careers program or, what we're doing with our transition support partnership. There's a lot of individuals with disabilities who have some opportunities um, that others before us even uh, help blaze the path to. So it's always about trying to make sure you're paying it forward. A transcript of today's episode is available at ood.ohio.gov forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review. We're on social media at Ohio OOD. Do you have a disability? Do you want a job? We can help. OODWorks.com.